again. It is good to see you here this morning. I had a, had full crowds, both services. You see everybody, a bunch of them went out. They had their kids here to do all of this. And, and we appreciate all of all the ones that worked with them, whether it was with the big skid or the middle skid or the little ones. They, they do really, really good, and we appreciate all the work everybody put into to making that happened. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. You know, I've preached Christmas many times. You've been through how many Christmases, how many Christmas services and sermons have you been through? Uh, we know the stories. We, we look at what uh, was dramatized and played out for us here on the screen, whether it's the shepherds coming or the, the wise men bringing the gold and frankincense and myrrh, whether it's the crucifixion, we know all of these stories, we know Christmas stories, and it's not like I'm going to be able to stand up here in front of you this morning and and wow you with something brand new that you've never heard of, but what I do want to do is take you back just to remind you and just to look at what Scripture says about basically what we just saw, or at least least a good portion of it. In Matthew chapter 2 we read, and, and this morning, guys, we can trust Him. We can trust God with everything that's going on in our life. We can trust God with, and that's really what I want you to walk out those doors uh, realizing. And I say this, I can sort of flip it. I ended with this. We're busy. This is a busy time of year. You got parties, you got get-togethers. We, many of you, you're back here tonight and you're bringing your chili and your potato soups or whatever you're bringing and you're ready to play. You had uh, you had get-togethers last night and Friday night, and it's like a get-together all the time. You got work parties and school parties, you got Sunday school parties, just a happening all over the place. And oh yeah, on top of that, there's life. There's that little thing called life. There's still bills are paying, being due, and you still got to go to work, and you still got everything that's happening. And then we've got our Christmas list. Anybody in here get Christmas list? We got those Christmas lists that kids somehow just they just make these lists and if if yours are like mine mine every every adds to and he erases and he comes in there and he yesterday he walked in there tell me daddy I don't want nothing on my list stop changing my mind gotcha oh it's a busy time there's a lot happening in our world y'all there's a lot happening in your world. You look around a room like this and you got all these families, all these mamas, daddies, grandparents, all these groups. There's a lot happening. And when we look at this drama, you see the, you see the shepherds come. You know, you see them looking, Mary and Joseph looking for the room and there is no room. And you see them here in a manger. You know that story and the wise men. You know all of this. And it's so easy. Here's the thing. It's so easy to just Know it, know it so well that we forget to apply it, know it so well that we forget to, to realize that, hey, this isn't just a story for a drama board, this isn't just a story for a sermon, this is a story, These, this is a book for you when we walk out those doors and when we're in the middle of busyness, when we're in the middle of craziness. This morning, we're, as we read, I'm going to read all of uh, Matthew Chapter 2 here, there's four prophecies that are here. There's, I'm going to read over in Isaiah, there's, there's several more. I think I'm reading a total, total of eight prophecies that were written about Jesus 
upwards of a thousand years before he ever showed up on this earth. Mind blowing to think that uh, writers, God used hundreds of writers over a span of, I think, some 1,500 years or so. People that did not know each other, had no, no contact from different ages. Some, in, some just say, I mean, the, 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 the generations are far apart. Over 1,500 years, all these people that didn't even know were writing about this same guy. We're writing about this one man. The chances of it all being Christ was unbelievable. Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born. Verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophets. And this is found over in Micah. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way. And the star which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was fulfilled. To fulfill that which was spoken of by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi. He became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children. Who were in Bethlehem and all of its vicinity. From two years old and under according to the time which he had determined from the Magi. And what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled a voice was heard in Ramah weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. Then after being warned by God in a dream, he left for the regions of Galilee. 
and came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Here in this text, you have four different uh, Old Testament prophecies that are fulfilled. In Scripture, there are some uh, 400 plus different prophecies that speak of exactly who Christ would be. It, it talks of his birth. It talks of his lineages. It talks of who comes from the line of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. It talks about who comes through the line of David. It talks about his father, the Jesse, and how he comes down through there. We have prophecy that talks about where he is born and, and out of what region he will come out of. It talks about a virgin. We'll read that. Turn over with me to Isaiah. Look at Isaiah chapter 7. We see uh, Scripture tells us, and here's the deal, this is being told a thousand, a thousand plus years before Jesus ever comes on the scene. God is speaking through various different people in various different regions of the world. And they're all speaking about this one. You say, well, that, that, and let me try to put it in context for you. Imagine us sitting here today and being able to pick with pinpoint accuracy a ruler who is going to rise up a thousand years from today. And you can tell it, you can, you can write down right now exactly who his family tree is going to be from. You can write down exactly where he's going to be born, where, uh, how he's going to die, how he's going to live. You're going to be able to pick the exact type of persecution and death. You're going to even be able to pick with pinpoint accuracy that his friends are going to betray him. And that he's going to be sold into, sold into uh, captivity for 30 pieces of silver. And he's going to die on a cross. And, and they're not going to... Here's the deal. Crucifixion was really not even talked about back when they were prophesying about it. And, and here's what else you're going to be able to do. You're going to be able to pick that he's going to die with sinners on his right and on his left. And their legs are going to be broken and his legs are not going to be broken. You're going to be able to, with pinpoint accuracy, a thousand years from now, find that one human being. Isaiah chapter 7, beginning verse 14, says this. Written some six Hundred years before Jesus was ever born. Six hundred years. Listen to this. You're going to be able to pick his mama. The kind of mama he, she'd be. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with a child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel. Look over in chapter 9. Chapter 9, beginning in verse... Just pick somewhere. I mean, really, the Lord... Ah... Uh, Look at verse 7. No, verse 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to his increase or his government or of, or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Look at chapter 11, verse 1. 
Talking about where he's coming from. I mean, this is, just, this is just a sampling from Isaiah some 600 years before. Then a shoot will spring, verse 1, then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse and a branch from its roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of, of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and strength. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he will not judge by what his eyes see nor make a decision by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Also righteousness will be the belt about his loins and faithfulness the belt about his wrist. Hundreds of prophecies were written throughout Scripture of who this one Jesus was. You can Google this. Mathematicians, learned mathematicians, college scholars set out years ago to look at probability. Probability uh, judges the chance of something happening and uses math to figure it out. Picking just eight of the prophecies. Uh, safe to say, there's some will say upwards of the 450, some will say 320, anywhere from 320 to 450 different exact Bible prophecies written before Christ was ever born, talking about his life, where he would be born, how he would live, how he would die, the tomb he would be bar- the borrowed rich man's tomb that he would live in. The probability of just eight of those, okay? Remember I said, hey, let's talk into the future. Let's pick that guy. Let's pick a person a thousand years from now that's going to be exactly this, 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 this. The chances of us finding the one man and all eight of them hitting is like one times ten to the seventeenth power. That's a one in one hundred quadrillion chance of hitting it. You say that number's big, it's pretty big. One way they, the, these scientists, these mathematicians put it in order was they took, they said you take a, a silver dollar, okay, a silver dollar, and you paint a silver dollar black, and you cover the entire state of Texas with silver dollars from north to south to east to west, you, in, you cover the entire state of Texas with these silver dollars two feet deep. And you ask one blind man, and you stir them all up, and you ask one blind man to begin walking wherever he wants to in the state of Texas, and in those two feet deep coins, he gets one pick. The chances of him getting only eight of those prophecies right is one to the ten seventeenth power. Of him reaching down a blind man and grabbing that one. And here's the thing. The Bible has hundreds, hundreds of prophecies. They moved on out and they said, what if 48 of them? What if you were to pick 48? Well, you got to get bigger. And you got to get more coins. And you got to go deeper. They said basically what you would have to do is you would have to take the entire land mass of the entire world, get rid of the oceans and cover the entire land masses of the entire worlds and cover those things 120 feet deep in those same coins and ask that same blind man to get one pick to pick up that one. What is the chances 
not good. Guys, that's what God did. We know this story. We know this story. And here's the thing. We can trust Him. We can trust Him that that when He says, look, when He says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, guess what? He knows the plans that He has for you, declares the Lord. When He says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, guess what? You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. He's not just willy-nilly pulling phrases out of the sky. This book is filled with verse after verse written not to some foreign group on some foreign planet but no it's written to you specifically go over to John chapter 14 I want you to see something here's the deal those 320 456 whatever you number you want to pick of verses and specific prophecies that speak exactly to who Christ is there's there's also so much that Jesus said that's coming Listen, guys, if we can trust Him with the past, we can trust Him with the future. If we can trust that all this, the, the, the shepherds as they come and there's no room for Him in the end, and, and, and the wise men follow a star from the east, and this baby, there's no room for Him in the end, so He's, so he's in a, a manger there. If we can trust all of this, we can trust also the future. And you know what Jesus has said? John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says this, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I, wouldn't, I would have told you. Listen to this, for I go to prepare a place for you. Listen, in the busyness and in the chaos and in the chaoticness of 2021, we thought 1990s were crazy, didn't we? When they went from a cassette to a CD, it just blew our minds. We didn't have a clue, did we? But you know what? In the middle of all that craziness, in the middle of pandemics, and in the middle of variants, and I don't even know the new words for them. This Bible right here, this same Bible that said, hey, a virgin will bear a son. You'll call him Emmanuel. And that same Bible, the same Bible that says all those things is telling us that, hey, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you that where I am there, you'll be also. Guys, we can trust that. We can believe that. We can go to the bank on that. We can bet on that. We can, listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in your world right now, period. How chaotic life is, home is, world is, school is, relationships are. doesn't matter what financial issues you got going in and out. It doesn't matter what variants are coming and going, what travel bans. It doesn't matter what closure. It doesn't matter any of all that craziness. It doesn't change anything in this book. This book is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is what we'll study in heaven. It ain't going to be like part two. It ain't going to add to it. We'll be asking him the questions. Hey, tell me. John says, hey, the earth, the whole earth would be full if we were to actually wrote down everything Jesus was doing. We're going to get to ask him one of these days. We can trust him with the past. We can trust him with the future. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm going to come back and get you. Where I am, there you'll be also. But you know what? We can also trust Him right now. We can also trust Him with right now.
in the middle of this chaos, in the middle of this madness, in the middle of, of this busyness, in this hurry here and hurry there and got to do this and these deadlines and this fast-pacedness of life. The Bible says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him. And you know what He says He'll do? He'll direct your path. He'll make your way straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll, He'll direct your path. He'll make your path straight. You say, Lord, I need help. Lord, this world's crazy. Lord, this thing, I just don't know if I can handle it. I, there's too much. Where is He in all of that? I just seems like I, it seems like the whole world's coming in on me. It seems like I just got too much. I done bit off more than I can chew. I got too many irons in the fire. Where's the Lord in all of that? Could it be that we just been taking every hook that Satan throws and we've been getting deeper? And deeper and biting off and just before long we're pulled in so many different ways. We don't know top from bottom, up from down. We don't know anything because he's just got us so chasing ourselves and distracted. Could it be? Satan just laughs at us sometimes. Satan just steps back and laughs because he... He renders us useless. He renders us ineffective. He renders us. You know what he renders us, church? He renders us busy. Entertain angels unaware. Opportunity to be used. Opportunity to be his hands and feet. Opportunity to be his at the moment. And I'm busy. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. We can trust Him with the past. We can trust Him with the future. And we can trust Him with the now. With the here. With the present. This Christmas. This Christmas season. Listen, we're going to see these, these events. You're going to see them on TV. And you're going to see the, the beautiful reds and the colors and the poinsettias. And everywhere you go. And you're going, you're going to walk into the Walmarts. And they're going to be sitting there. And it just, it's that time of year again. It's that festive season. And it's that, it's that I got so much to do. And, and you know what? You know who we miss. You know who we lose. We lose that little guy right there. We lose that little baby. We lose Christ. We lose the reason we lose all that. Well-meaning. Well-meaning. But we lose him. Guys, trust him now. Trust him now. Trust him now. He's faithful. Father God, you know what you're working with. You know who we are. You know, Lord, the, um, 
the group that's sitting here right now. Lord, I pray. I pray blessings over them, Lord. I pray your grace over them. God, I don't know where they stand. I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't know what their struggle is. I don't know what their victories are. God, I don't know if they're on a mountain or in a valley. I don't know if they're, they're just kind of riding a nice calm right now. I don't know where they are. But, Lord, I pray that, that they will, God, trust you with all their heart. They will depend, depend on you completely. Lord, you are faithful. God, you've done, it, you've done it before and you'll do it again. You're going to do it. But, God, we, we, we trust what you did and we trust what you're going to do. But, God, our problem is, is trusting in the here and now. God, help us, Lord, help us. Help us. Give us greater faith, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.